Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. Been grinding for so long, I wake up and chase my goals. I go out and I go get it. How to code, that's all I know. I don't succeed, then I don't breathe. Success, what does it mean? If I conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles, compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles, go take care of your business. Success Chronicles, it's deeper than just winning. Success all right hey what's up everybody this is chip baker coming to you with another episode of the success chronicles and i am truly excited uh about this one to highlight this guy uh mr anthony swan is on with this great man educator uh, doing some awesome things so first i just want to say thanks so much for taking the time to interview with the success chronicles absolutely thank you for having me i appreciate the invite Yes, sir. Well, let's dive into it. I know uh, off air, you know, we talked about your amazing journey, uh, the things that you're, you've been blessed and fortunate to achieve and, and how you're giving that back uh, to others. But if you don't mind sharing a little bit about your journey so the audience have an idea of who you are and, and what it is you do. Okay. Um, my name is Anthony Swan. Um, I, I would just start here that I grew up um, in a very traumatic um, situation with my childhood. Um, my mom was an alcoholic and a drug user, and my father um, has always been absent out of my life. And um, I was abruptly taken into foster care at the age of nine um, in the middle of the school day in front of my entire class. Uh, I remember um, having suicidal thoughts, like wishing that I was dead because it was just so embarrassing, you know. Um, but my fourth grade teacher, actually, um, we had a hard time with each other because, you know, I was just acting out in class with her, like, because of the things I was dealing with at home. But when I was, um, the day social services knocked on the classroom door, she came out in the hallway and she was asking them, like, what's going on? Where are you taking him? And they wouldn't tell her anything. And so finally, um, I got my book bag and I walked out in the hallway and she told social services to wait. And she bent down and she hugged me. And when she hugged me, she whispered in my ear. She said, Anthony, everything is going to be all right. Um. So I was placed in foster care at the age of nine, and I actually stayed in foster care until I aged out at the age of 21. While I was in foster care, um, I found myself, you know, going down a, a downward spiral. I had developed an attitude of, I don't care. Why should I care? My parents don't care about me. My parents don't want me. Um, but my fourth grade teacher found me physically while I was still in the system. And she had this conversation with me around seventh or eighth grade. I can't remember which one. And um, she said, Anthony, I heard that you're not doing well. And she said, I want you to take hold of all your anger and your bitterness and your hatred. And I want you to make something of yourself. Um, and she said, what do you want to become? And I said, I want to be a teacher. And, um, and at first she was like, for what? We don't, 
we don't get paid any money. But then she retracted her statement and she said, if you really want to become a teacher, I'll stick with you. I'll help you through. Well, that planted a seed in me because when I was 11, I had just started playing school in foster care to to escape everything that I was dealing with. So I would come home after school and I would play school every day, including the weekends. And so, but when she planted that seed, it made me believe that I really could become a teacher. And so um, I started turning things around from that conversation. I started studying. I, um, I became one of the biggest nerds in high school uh, my senior year. I um I had a rolling book bag I'll never forget. Um, and so I graduated high school. My fourth grade teacher was right there, and she she reminded me that everything was going to be okay. So put myself through college. My senior year of college, my mom died unexpectedly, and I remember calling Miss Wilson is her name. I called Miss Wilson, Miss my fourth grade teacher, and. I began to cry and she was like, Anthony, what do you need? And I said, you know, Miss Wilson, I don't know what I'm going to do. This is my senior year of college. I don't have a car. I'm supposed to start student teaching. Like my mom just died. And she paused the conversation and she said, let me remind you, everything is going to be all right. Well, that year she made it her duty to get up extra early and to take me to my student teaching placement before she went to school herself. And when I graduated from college, um, I went back to that same school I was taken away from. And Miss Wilson was teaching fourth grade and I was teaching third grade. Um, and so um, to this day, we are still in contact. Uh, actually, we talked on the phone last night. Um, she is, you know, besides God, she is the reason why I am where I am. Because she planted that seed and she she saw me through it. Yep. So now I currently serve as an assistant principal of an elementary school that have approximately 500 children. Um and I love it. So that's me. Man, that is that is such a great story. Um, but but I think it also reminds me of the importance of what it is to to pour into others, to pour into students. Because, mm -hmm. like you said initially, sometimes we never know so you know true. what's going on, and you know this as an educator. Uh, you know, there's a reason behind every behavior. So true. Yep. Right. And so as the good ones know that and the good ones know that it's important to tap into that and steer it in the right direction so that it mm -hmm. changes and benefits them in their life. And so they can use it in the right way. And so, man, I, I love that. Um, and it gave me chills when you said that, too, when you said that, um, she told you everything is going to be okay because I mean, it made me reflect on all of the great teachers that I've had in my life that poured into me when they didn't have to. Right. They they didn't have to do that, but they did. So true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what are three things you've accomplished in your life that you're proud of? 
Um, well, um, number one, I would say uh, not allowing my childhood trauma to hinder my dream. I I literally dreamed of becoming an educator. Like I I would I remember when I was younger just stealing my sister's baby dolls and stuffed animals and for for my students and I would make my grade books and and I would back then I was sharing rooms with with my oldest brother and he would get so mad because I would take the whole room up just playing school. But all I wanted to do was to become a teacher. And so being able to not allow my trauma to hinder my dream, that's number one. Number two, um, I was selected to be the 2021 Virginia State Teacher of the Year. That was a major accomplishment for me. That particular year, number one, I never knew it existed. Number two, I didn't become an educator to win this award. Um, but I'm truly honored being able to be an ambassador for educators. Um, and not just in Virginia, um, I'm able to travel nationally with the other state teachers of the year and the other national teachers of the year. Um in that particular year, I was the only male candidate and the only black black candidate. And I had honestly, I had already psyched myself out mentally that I was not going to win because the previous teacher of the year for the state 2020 was from the exact same locality as myself. And I just told myself, like, they're not going to choose the same locality back to back. But they did. Um, so becoming the 2021 State Teacher of the Year was a great accomplishment for me. Um, and my third accomplishment, I must say, of um, when I went back to school to get my master's to become a principal, um, I could not pass the test. I could not pass the test. And uh, the test was expensive, like almost $500 every time you took it. So I had taken it twice and failed both times. Uh, first time my five points, second time my four points. And I was mm -hmm. just like, I'm already out $900, close to $900. So no, I'm not taking it anymore because number one, we already don't get paid uh professional salary. But my year as serving a state teacher of the year when I traveled throughout Virginia to the schools I visited this school and this principal asked me about my test and I told her that I had failed. And she looked at me and she said, you don't give up. You go take it again. And she said, Anthony, if you fail for the third time, you save up money and you go take it again. You don't stop. She planted that seed. Um, and I did some extra work. I hired a consultant to help me study. And I went back and took it for the third time and I passed. And not even six months after I passed, I landed my first assistant principalship job, which I'm currently serving in, in now. So um, those are my three major
accomplishments or success stories. That's awesome, man. Well, just hearing you discuss your journey, um, hearing you discuss the things that you're proud of, uh, I, I would consider those to be hugely successful. So let's let's hit on success. What is your definition of success? My personal definition of success is taking every failure, learning from it, making it a stepping stone to something greater. That's my that's my personal success. I failed so many times, even in undergraduate, like I didn't have the best GPA, but I didn't quit. Um, even with me becoming a principal, I failed, but someone encouraged me um, to go back and try again. And I did, and I became successful. So taking every failure and allowing it to give you courage to build a bridge to something better, that is my definition of success. Mm, okay. Well, what I want to do now is just kind of go off script here. Uh, I want to throw maybe three words or phrases at you. Uh, and if you don't mind, just kind of talk about what comes to mind or to heart uh, when you hear these words or phrases, you good with that? Yes, sir. All right. So the, the first phrase I want to give you is living and learning. Living and learning. I think about example setters. Um, mm. And the reason being is because there are people that are older than you that you can learn from their mistakes so that you'll know how to live. Um, so many times um, people that have wisdom or have went through things in life, uh, they try to impart into the younger generation or the people that's coming up underneath them. But the younger generation sometimes reject their wisdom because they, they feel like I know it all or uh, they feel like I got this, this is my life. Not knowing that the older generation has been down some of the roads that you're trying to go, and they know that they can become a dead end. And so living and learning to me is, I think about just learning from those people that have went before you and learning how to live accordingly or appropriately so that your life can be successful. Um, you will make mistakes. You will not be perfect. But when those mistakes happen and when you realize that you do have a flaw, work on it and live through it and keep going. So good. So true, too. Um, think we all have to have that keen sense of awareness to, to check out what's in our environment, uh, check yeah. out the people that we come in contact with. Uh, check out the certain situations because we can all learn something from every situation that we're in. Right. Yeah. 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 All right. So <clears throat> the next phrase I want to throw at you is the value of education. I want to edit that if I can. Of course. I want to, I want to add the value of public education. Come on. So many times public education is 
look down upon, but, uh, and I'm going to try to say this without becoming emotional, but it was a public educator who saved my life. And had, had it not been for that teacher to speak into me, not knowing the seeds that she planted through through the years, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so, you know, right now we have a lot of, you know, education is being politicized. and But honestly, the value of public education, it saves lives. It changes the trajectory of children's lives without them even knowing it. It reaches generations that we haven't even met. Um, it changes the mindset of people, the mindset of children to feel like that I, I couldn't do it. But because my teacher said I can, I can do it. Um it helps children to feel like that they're not alone. Um, I'll share this quick story recently. Um, you know, serving as an assistant principal, I have a global perspective and I get to serve all the children and all the teachers. And so um, actually, I think it was last week or the week before last, I was on lunch duty and I noticed this student and he wasn't himself. He sat by himself at lunch. He wasn't talking. And I called him over to me. And he began to open up to me. And he actually began to cry. And so I didn't want him to feel embarrassed. And I took him to my office. And he began to sob on my shoulder. And I was like, what is wrong? And he said, Mr. Swan, I just... I just want to have parents. That made me start crying in front of him. And I said, I understand. I said, I'm almost 40 years old and I still have those same feelings. And so as he was crying, I was crying and I didn't cry to be vulnerable in front of him, but I cried because I could connect with him. And after connecting with him, he looked at me and he said, I feel like you get me. I feel like you get me. Today, that same student, the teacher reached out to me and said, Mr. Swan, can you check in? As soon as I got him out of the class, he starts to cry again. And he began to tell me, I didn't even get to say goodbye to my parents. I looked at him and I said, I didn't either. And so being able to connect with children, to let them know you're not on this earth alone and you're not, you're not going through this storm alone. There's somebody here with you to help you through it. That is the value of a public education because great teachers change lives without even knowing it man you know um i have one word in response uh 
to that analogy and that story that you gave. And that one word is boom. <laughs> Man, let's go. Woo, that's so good. Uh, and, and it's so true. Um, every child needs that person in their life. E every child and deserves to have that in their life, too. Not just needs, but needs and deserves to have that in their life. So good. So good. Come on, give it to me. What you feeling? Come on. Come on. I um I get so emotional because mm -hmm. I remember wanting to kill myself. Mm -hmm. I remember attempting to kill myself. Because I didn't, I didn't understand the why. I didn't understand, like, how come my parents don't want me? What's wrong with me? Like, I had all these questions. And transparently, I still do. But at the end of the day, Oh, at the end of the day, I have to draw my tears and keep going. Uh, my wife is a teacher, too, and she just got a new student, and he's a foster child. And he told my wife, I want to be a teacher when I grow up. So my wife came home, and she's like, he wants to meet you because I told him about you. So every day, it's a new journey for me. Sometimes it's hard. But knowing that I went through all of these things and still experience these emotions for someone else, it's very rewarding. It's very rewarding. So good. You know, that, that brings us to um, <clears throat> and, and ties to the last one uh, I want to give you. And and I want to warn you before I give you this one. I want to warn you and tell you, hey, this is the good one right here. <laughs> this, is the, this is the good one right here. Uh, but the word I want to give you is legacy. Ooh. Hey, I wouldn't lie to you. I wouldn't lie to you. This is the good one. <laughs> Man, you hitting the like hard. Okay, so I just get so emotional. Sorry. Um, back in 2018, I started a, at the elementary school I was at 
at first, I started a program called Guys With Ties. And one of our lessons focused on legacy. And I was explaining to the young men how when you die, you want people to be able to talk about the mark that you left on them, right? And so one of the words was legacy. And I shared with them when Kobe Bryant died unexpectedly, and I shared with them how uh, the news clipping with a reporter remembered Kobe Bryant and the record, the reporter started crying and she said, I rem everybody remembers him as this and that, but I remember him as a girl dad. And she was talking about how he was, he was a great basketball player, but he loved his children. And so I was telling the boys that no matter what you do in life, when you take your last breath, what will be the mark that you leave on this earth that people will be able to say? And it hits home for me because I think about every day when I take my last breath, what will people be able to say? What will my children be able to say? What will my parents that I served be able to say? Would I be able to say that I loved all children, regardless of their race, sexual orientation, their background? Would they be able to say that I was biased? Or would they be able to say, I don't care what anyone says, that man loved children. That man loved our children. That man bent over backwards for our children. And... You know, that's what I think about with legacy. Like, what will people be able to say about you when you take your last breath? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? But regardless of what, if it's bad, you can always change it and make it good. And if it's good, you can always change it and make it better. That's what I think about. Ooh, we hit some good ones, didn't we? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> man. Ooh, so good. And, and I, I, I truly appreciate uh, your transparency. I truly appreciate um <clears throat> the love and the passion uh, behind what you do. You know what? How you do what you do. I think, um, like I said earlier, you know, every child needs that and deserves that. And I yes. think, um. For me, you know, being in the profession for 25 years, um, it's inspiring and refreshing to see someone like yourself that is taking some things that you could have used as adversities or as, as excuses, but you use it as your stepping stone, as your motivation uh, to help make things better. And so uh, as we close, I'd love for you to get an opportunity to share with the audience where they can go follow you check you out and show you some love with all of the amazing things you have going on. 
Absolutely. So you can follow me on Twitter at uh, 2021VATOTY. Um, and Instagram is 2021VATOTY. I believe I'm not sure of the Instagram one, but um, you can follow me there. And um, like I said, my passion is to serve children and to serve teachers. I have a soft spot for teachers because a teacher saved my life. So um, thankfully, I serve with an amazing principal who feels the same way. And we we not only mass low before blooms with our children, we mass low before blooms with our teachers as well. And so um, you can follow me on Twitter. All right. Well, again, I just want to say uh, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out and be interviewed on the Success Chronicles. Truly appreciate it. And I wish you continued success. Thank you. Yes, sir. And thank you guys for checking out this episode. We'll see you next time. God bless. See you. Go get it.